Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. You've got me, your host, Masha Vanunu, Head of Partnerships for Springworks. And today joining us, we've got Anoop Singh, Head of Marketing for Indomie. Anoop, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks a lot, Moshe. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's uh, it's our pleasure. Um, and and as we dive in, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what Indomie is up to and, um, you know, kind of what you're up to um, in that role. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Indomie uh, is one of the bands under Tolaram Group. So our Tolaram Group has a lot of verticals, uh, majorly three verticals. One is infra, second is fintech, and the other is consumer goods. So consumer goods is the vertical where I come in. So we have around 14 brands, one of which is Indomie. Uh, Indomie is the market leading here. And uh, our market was market share. I mean, we are the market leader here with over around 73% market share. And my role here, I work as a band manager as well as I head the area marketing team as well. Nice. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's an interesting kind of position to be in in the past couple of years is uh, leading a team. Um, diving right into it, how was, uh, sure. you know, the end of 2020 or the middle of 2020 and 2021? um different for you guys like what um what did you guys have to adjust i know you guys got a few brands under the umbrella and you're managing quite a few people um so what um what changed for you yeah there were a lot of ups and downs uh totally unprecedented what we saw i mean there are always business challenges but the kind of challenge we faced in obviously in the pandemic era was quite different but to be very honest uh noodles i mean uh, you know this this as a nation nigeria is a very high pcc per cons, per capita consumption on noodle and it's a staple almost staple food here next to rice so even in the pandemic area of course we had issues with distribution and distribution side but from the demand side we actually saw an increase so it was a mix of you know like a like a bag of mix both things both good and good good and bad things happened there Nice, interesting. So there was an increase in the demand, yet uh, a yes. bit of a holdup on the kind of distribution execution side. That's right. Nice. And how um, how did you guys fare? I would imagine it was a net positive, uh, considering both of those factors. Yes. Yes. Overall, it was all net net positive. Nice. Nice. And so, um, kind of the reason for our engagement is, um, you know, us as Springworks. Uh, maybe working with Anupas and his team to uh, help automate some of the things. And, you know, as I was preparing for this podcast, I was thinking, you know, automation saves time. And time really is kind of a measure of space in between moments, you know, not to sound uh, too esoteric or, or too out there, but, you know, we're helping yeah. you guys with um, with time, you know, and what uh, what will you guys do kind of with that added time uh, that could potentially be saved through, uh, you know, us helping you guys automate? Like, what would you do with that uh, with that added time? 
so for any you know an, any idea or any any new campaign that we launch here so it always comes in two parts one is ideation and the second is execution and uh, so nigeria as a country is a place where the btl you know below the below the line marketing is still prevalent in atl Mm-hmm. So in those scenarios, uh, if you can ask anyone who is working in a BTL dominant country, the execution part is quite prolonged. That is one challenge. Mm-hmm. Second challenge is what the idea which you form in your boardroom is quite different. What happens on the ground because right. uh, you know it's a, a lot watered down version. So how I see it, of course, I see as a as a means of saving time. But there's one more. How I see it, one more way is. Uh, you know i ha, the how i see the success of a business is uh, it should be it should become more process oriented not person oriented so i i see a lot of people taking credit that you know as long as i was holding the uh, you know position xyz we were doing this much mm-hmm. and the moment we i left it all fold it all fell down so i don't see a quite you know i don't see that as a success in my mind the success is irrespective of the person it should be process oriented not not person oriented so that is how i see things and that is one of the reasons why we are heading into this automation thing interesting so you see it as like uh, if the system itself is built in a way that's sustainable um and modular to some sense it can grow independent of the person who created it and kind of flourish on its own uh, because of the structural kind of integrity created exactly that's really well said nice now i'd imagine like the um, i guess the best overlap is good people uh, and a great process, uh, but you're saying that um, process kind of would would take priority over everything, really. Definitely, definitely. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's an interesting take. Nice. It kind of um, kind of leads me into um, this next kind of uh, topic I wanted to discuss with you. Is we've learned a lot, like people in the tech industry in uh, just online businesses have mm-hmm. learned a lot over the past eighteen months, and uh, has kind of shape the vision for a lot of you know the future of businesses um what you know what uh what do you think from what you've what you guys have learned over the past uh, you know year two years you're going to take into 2022 and beyond and kind of um Mm -hmm. you know what's your vision kind of moving forward for the next year uh so as an organization our vision has always been uh, on expansion Mm -hmm. Uh, so just to give you an idea we started in 19 88 here with the indomie noodles at that point of time that category itself didn't exist mm-hmm. and right now we are you know uh, selling just noodles uh, some something something of worth around 1 billion dollars uh, a year per year and that is just noodle we are talking about and nigeria now we are expanding into ghana uh, egypt and all other countries uh, you know north africa as well and west africa so one of the reasons why we also just to add one more point we want to you know to uh, get this automation into our thing is as so i see business as you know a set of two things one is expansion and one is capability so whenever your set of expansion outgrows your capability set the quality takes a hit mm-hmm. so in order to expand you have to expand your capability you know in tandem right and one of the best ways to increase your capability is through automation because you cannot be present every time everywhere that's really well said nice if the capability doesn't match, match expansion quality takes a hit and the way to kind of solve that problem yes. is through automation one of the ways yeah 
Interesting. Yeah, I like that. Like if you look at it like a formula, like expansion plus um, capabilities and kind of in parentheses, automation uh, kind of fuels capabilities. It equals further growth and expansion. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, Nice. And so with the team you're managing now, um, Mm -hmm. how have you... uh, how have you kind of gotten the best out of them? Cause it seems like you guys, uh, like you said, it was a net positive. Like you guys grew over the past year, mm-hmm. two years. What were some things that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you kind of employed to, to, to help your key, to help keep your team, you know, going strong and, uh, you know, and, and kind of have that growth mindset still. So, uh, one of, I would say one of the key factors of our success has been our interdependence. Uh, some mm-hmm. people might call it, uh, you know, vertical integration across the value chain. So in just to give you an information, we are not just into consumer goods. Now to sell those goods, you need logistics. So we have in our own in-house logistics. Now to do that logistics, you know, to produce those consumer goods, you need to have good uh, automated factories as well. So now we have in-house factories as well. Mm -hmm. Now, if you talk about from a raw materials point of of view, we have our own palm, palm oil fields. I mean, uh, plantation and all, which is uh, just to let you know, it's one of the key primary ingredients of noodles. So I think on a bigger picture level, vertical integration and across owning the uh, owning the entire value chain has been our major, major reason why we have been able to do what we have been able to do so far. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, kind of goes back to your original point of like, if the system and the processes are strong, um, that structural integrity... Yes you know, will fuel growth and kind of uh, sustain, you know, any potential challenges like we experienced the past uh, year and a half, exactly. two years. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, I really like that. Nice. Um, this is interesting. Do you read like any books, like uh, any authors or speakers or businesses that you look to? Because these are some just interesting outlooks you have. Um, who inspires you? Kind of who, you know, who do you look to? To be very honest, most of the readings that I do is, I do reading about football. So I'm a crazy, crazy fan of football. Nice. Uh, soccer, you guys might say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, from reading point of view, yeah, I do have a keen interest in reading and writing as well. So I write as well. Mm-hmm. I have a blog of my own. Uh, I'm working on my own draft as well. So let's see how it goes. And as far as the authors are concerned, I have a lot of, a lot of uh, one of them. One of would be like Miguel de Cervantes. Famous mm-hmm. book, Don Quixote. Yes. Then I love that guy from the business side, Benjamin Graham as well. Mm-hmm. And from the fiction side, uh, Herman Melville, the famous Moby Dick, and so on. I mean, there are, like, there are quite a few. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like you're pretty well read. Um, that's interesting. What's your blog? Is it live? Can people check it out? I wouldn't say so, but yeah, I just... <laughs> Nice. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. It's a blog. I would definitely share the link with you. Fiction is my genre. So I write mostly fiction, dystopian nice. and dark stuffs. So that is all my blog is all about. And a little bit of poetry as well. Nice. That's interesting. Dystopian, dark stuff, plus some poetry as well. Nice. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, nice. We'll drop a, a link in the description um, if anyone is interested. That sounds uh, that sounds intriguing. Nice. What uh, you've always thanks, thanks, you've always yeah. had like an affinity for kind of writing and and reading and kind of creating stories. Reading, yes. Uh, writing, I, it has been. I think it has been around three four years that I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And stories, I think uh, you know, 
the more and more experience you have the more and more stories you have i think everyone has stories it's all about you know communicating right. it so i do it in in the form of writing right and uh, having worked in both india i worked in africa i worked in middle east as well uh, for around uh, around 2 years in dubai saudi arabia and bahrain so yeah i have mm-hmm. a little bit of outlook there which helps me yeah the more reference points um one has the more depth they can kind of speak to on on really any issue um yeah so that's interesting and you're based out of nigeria these days yeah so right now i'm working from nigeria only nice nice very interesting yeah this is a uh, this is interesting and and so in terms of just the nigerian culture you said you've been there for how long yeah uh i came here actually in 2018 after i did my masters in business administration then i left uh, this company or this place as well i was working in middle east then i came back this year only in around january feb mhm interesting and how so, uh, yeah go ahead sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead no i was just going to i was just interested in how uh, like the nigerian culture is in terms of uh social you know because i you know i'm based out of la people are very very social mm-hmm. here you know even in the supermarket you'll have conversations with people you know uh anywhere you really go obviously there's tons of music venues <laughs> there's uh tons of places yeah. um what's it like from a social perspective uh with the nigerian uh culture i think from social perspective nigeria is one of the most warm you know warm of all countries that i've been to people are really warm and welcoming and awesome. likewise like you mentioned for la right mm-hmm. they are quite outgoing they love parties i mean there's something yep. that almost everyone loves is football and second is music so it's true and the third thing is uh, perhaps you know uh, uh, talking bad of britishers so i think <laughs> if you want to have strike a conversation so you can pick any of those <laughs> very very true yeah one of the things um you know the pandemic uh, over the past couple of years uh kind of showed me is i didn't really know how important it was to kind of be social it's almost like a vitamin like if you have a deficiency in iron or calcium or something <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah. like the first couple months yeah. i was like oh this is great you know working from home you just kind of you know make your make your own hours and and then as it kind of went through I was like, "Huh, oh, there's something missing. It's literally like a like a deficiency um <laughs> when you're not around people and you're bouncing ideas yeah. and you know, um how has that part affected uh you kind of the the social aspect where we were kind of removed um you know? uh, Yeah, like you like you mentioned it happened exactly the same. I mean, initial few months I would say I was having a ball to be very yeah. honest. I was like, "Thanks COVID, you are here. I'm like <laughs> I don't need to travel anywhere. I can focus more on my writing. I have more time for myself." Right. But uh, as more and more days got into those cycle, things started to getting dark. Like they say, you know, uh, excess of anything is good for nothing. So it happened definitely. Right. And and from business perspective you know uh, like we are into, into marketing so it's marketing i believe is all about there's nothing as skill set as such it's something that you you know inculcate uh, the more and more people you meet more and more experiences you learn right so this is how marketing comes so it doesn't actually happens inside a room so yeah it was difficult in that aspect right right and kind of there's like a I don't know about you but there's like also a newfound uh, appreciation for like the social aspect like when you do connect with a uh, with people in the business setting or social or friendly um you kind of value it a bit more cuz we saw how quickly and kind of abruptly it can be taken away um yeah you know so there's like 
a newfound appreciation for it. And uh, I think people, you know, are experiencing that. Like us as Springworks, uh, you know, we've been building lots of apps and a lot of our clients are like migrating a lot of their businesses um, online, kind of focusing more on their online presence and kind of mm-hmm. building communities online, um, you know, but still there's uh there's kind of no no replacement for that you know physical kind of uh you tell a joke you see someone smile you see their laugh you have a business idea <laughs> you guys kind of bounce it off each other exactly um, exactly you know yeah so it's um it's interesting kind of how how you know as a social culture will uh, uh you know we'll come back from this obviously there's new variants and there's tons of stuff in the air but i don't know i think yeah. it's definitely given people a lot of perspective and a lot of appreciation for uh each other even the most introverted people miss people yes I, exactly <laughs> that was i was coming to i mean a lot of introverts after this you know long uh, period must have converted into a, at least you know extroverts uh, yeah. borderline extrovert i mean and we got to thank dr fauci for that by the way i mean <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh it'll be interesting when like the documentary comes out in like 10 years like you know like everything is revealed uh <laughs> you know like who is playing what side, what the truth is, you know, like yeah. <laughs> we'll be on our like 757th variant in like 10 years, you know, and be like, you know, just booster city. Um, you know, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And it's cool because it's, it's not like a regional thing. Like the entire world kind of experienced this together. Like we had the shared experience, you know, everywhere. Yes. And it's very crazy if you think about it. I mean, who would have thought, you know, even just four or five years before, I mean, the entire world would be shut down. I mean, it is unimaginable thing. I mean, but it happened. It happened. Yeah. So unimaginable. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, you read stories of people gaining crazy perspective on life. You know, um, you had people who, you know, it obviously affected them negatively. And then, you know, um, people who were like, let me take more of my life into my hands, you know, took up working out, told their loved ones how much they mean to them. Um, so it affected mm-hmm. people differently, it kind of amplified, uh, you know, what was there individually. And then I guess it still remains to be seen, you know, kind of the, the social impacts. We obviously have some data in, um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting being in it and then perceiving it from the outside. Like we're part outside, of it. Outside, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's such a, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is crazy. This human experience We're uh, you know, we're, we're, we're lucky. And also we're, uh, you know, experiencing something crazy at the same time. So it's a, uh, it's interesting. We'll tell our kids and grandkids about the, uh, <laughs> the pandemic, you know, of 2020 and, and yeah. Beyond, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping that we live to tell the tale. Yeah, that's true. That's the uh, the dark dystopian side of you coming in, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Black Mirror was successful for a reason, you know. Like they. Oh, uh, that's uh, one of the best season, you know, all of all the series that I've seen. I mean, it was amazing. So good, so good. One of my favorite shows. It's like uh, definitely. Th- there's no good endings on like any of them. Everyone has like a like a bad dark <laughs> ending, you know, <laughs> and it's all like based in like reality and rationality it's like one that of the, that is the actually scary part i mean none of those uh, stories if you'll think about it i mean if you think hard yeah it's not it's you know not just figment of imagination i mean it starts from a very very basic thing that we actually uh, practice or experience on a daily basis and yep they just gave a picture what can happen if we keep doing it what we are doing now so exactly it, it got scary at one point of time 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the scariness is in the reality of it. It's, it's just yeah, insane. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, they tell stories, you know, those two, uh, those two directors, it's like, they tell these, uh, these stories and they resonate. And even though they are scary, they kind of, um, I don't know, they give you a sense of like, I feel like when you can understand something better, it kind of removes the fear a little bit, even if there is like a, mm-hmm. like a bad ending. Um, but if you can kind of see where a- AI is heading, uh, and you put it in the wrong hands, um, you know, kind of, kind of makes you, um, kind of dig down to your own morality. Like, would I design a system that would do this? Um, and kind of really drills down to like the core values of, uh, of a person, obviously with black mirror, they take a very kind of dark approach and it's very mysterious and interesting, but, um, you know, there's obviously tons of people building, uh, you know, positive for lack of a better word, uh, technologies, obviously the health sector, uh, has grown like crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. mental health and, physical and, health yeah. and i don't know whether you have read it or not uh, elon musk had a uh, you know very similar but an equally scary take on this so how he perceives think is uh, i mean there was an article i mean well it was doing rounds on the internet so what he mm-hmm. says that this year is not actually 2021 this year is actually maybe two 2083 or something and those people are running tests on us so and he has given a lot of lot of scientific ways you know to prove that fact that it is a possibility and when you read that oh my mm-hmm. god i mean it really makes you think right yeah the possibility of what you know i guess existence we're living in uh the different possibilities that's uh that's crazy i mean obviously simulation theory is uh kind of a widely accepted possibility and then the fact that there (laughs) is like future versions you know of entities kind of uh testing us now uh (laughs) it's also interesting to think about you know um yeah it kind of reminds me of one of the um one of the quotes i believe it's from victor frankel really really great author that he says um Mm -hmm. you know picture picture your life if you were to kind of act as wrongly as you were now and then mm-hmm. picture your life if you were to basically not make those decisions and it comes back to uh to meaning his book mad that's, search for that's, meaning that's nice yeah it really is um <laughs> he kind of throws everything back onto the human like people ask what's the meaning of life and he kind of puts it back on you that you have to give life meaning um mm-hmm. so it's it's powerful you know like uh i think again with this time it's just kind of amplified uh, what people are interested in. Obviously, you're interested in reading, writing. We have some kind of uh, shared views on on the future. Um, and it'll be interesting what comes out because there's tons of stuff that's being developed now, not just technologies, but like you, for example, with the blog, the dark dystopian stuff. There's different kind of stories yeah. being told and technologies being built. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting in the next kind of year, two, three years, the output. Um, Definitely. You know, of, you know? Yeah. Well, Anoop... Um, this was interesting. I feel like we could uh, we could talk more and, and kind of go into you know various topics and subjects and uh, we probably should yeah like, I totally uh, next feel week. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should like on the next podcast you know uh, um, we'll dive into some of these things and and kind of um, expand on them you know yeah yeah I would definitely would love to I mean especially after knowing that we share so many common interests and yeah. fantasies and uh, dark uh, possibilities. So I think, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's on. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. Well, um, 
yeah, let uh, let our listeners know where they can uh, where they can find you, where they can find into me, um, connect with you on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, let them know where to find you. Sure, sure. Uh, maybe I'll I'll drop you a mail uh, with all those information. Sure. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put Anoop's uh, info and Indomie's info in the description uh, of this pod. And um, and yeah, man, here's to a great 2022. Hopefully, it's not a uh, too dark, but I'm sure it'll be very interesting <laughs> at the least. Interesting, it would be. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, um, well, thank you so much, Anoop. I'll, I'll be in touch with you. Uh, you know, after call about some of the other stuff we've been discussing and. Um, and yeah, thanks again for being on and 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 uh, for this great conversation, man. Thanks, thanks a lot, Moshe. It was a pleasure.